and welcome to the Essential Property Podcast with your hosts, Paul Samuda and Amanda Woodward. With 45 years of combined experience in the world of property buying, selling, investing and developing, they are here to share with you their knowledge in the Stoke-on-Trent, Newcastle-under-Lyme and Crew property market. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the first property podcast for 2022. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Amanda Woodward, and we thought that it would be a great idea to start the year talking about planning. Our favorite phrase in our business is that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And um, I don't think anybody that gets into property has the objective of failing, but many people that we've come across do do very, very limited planning. And I thought beginning of the year, it'd be a good topic for us to discuss and probably share some of the things that Amanda and I do well before the start of the year and put into place for when we we kick off in, in January. So with that said, let me hand over to Amanda and she'll give just a another general intro of the sort of things that we are going to discuss and how we normally start our year. Okay, great. So in the podcast episode today, we are going to talk through whether you are perhaps have zero properties and looking to acquire your first, if you have perhaps one or two properties and looking to buy another one or two, or we also hope to add some value for those of you that have a portfolio already and are looking to scale up and buy more. I think as Paul said, it's really important to plan regardless of how much you're looking to achieve in the year. So we're going to take the opportunity to share with our listeners how we set our plan out for 2020 and the sort of things that we cover so the listeners can you know take away some bits and pieces and add that perhaps into their plan for the year as well. We're going to talk a little bit about goal setting and the difference between setting goals that you want to achieve for the year and setting goals that you perhaps might want to achieve in five or 10 and the difference between those. We're going to touch a little bit on actually taking action and when you should check back in on your goals to make sure you're making progress. And towards the end of the episode, we'll share with you a little bit about our plans for the year, what it is that we're looking to achieve and how we can help you as our listeners and vice versa as well. So Paul, I think perhaps kick off with how we sort of set out our stall for the year and how the listeners can maybe take away some hints, tips or guidance to implement into, into their plans going forward as well. Yeah, sure. I think if I kick off and say everyone is in a particular place at the beginning of the year, they're either excited at some of the prospects that they have in the year ahead, or they're a bit anxious and scared. And let's face it, over the last couple of three years, quite a few of us have been a bit anxious and scared with what's been going on in the pandemic. So it looks as if we're going to enter another year where we're not too sure whether we're going to be coming or going. But I think that's the point of planning, that when you have something like that, a cloud like that hanging over you or, or, or the business, it's even more important to try and plan and navigate and have some sort of strategy to trade through the year. So typically, we have a business plan because we're involved in a number of different areas and we manage other people's properties. We start our planning process from about end of October, certainly the good chunk of November, and we try and get it all wrapped up by the middle of December. We share it with our colleagues in the team so they have an input. And really, what we're looking at, we're saying, well, where were we last year? What happened last year? So that's really our starting point. So we look back on the previous year we look at all the great things that happen, look at all the crap that happened, the things that we got wrong, the things that we had planned to do, but for some reason we were blown off course. And the new things that were created or we hadn't expected, but they were very beneficial. So we have a little bit of a previous year review. And then we look at, okay, fine, where does that leave us right now? What's our position right now? 
have we ended up the year where we expected to end up? Did we hit our numbers? Did we acquire the amount of properties we thought? Did we think we were going to do better? Have we done worse? So that's sort of a position statement. So we review, and then we have a bit of a position statement in terms of where we are. And then we take everything into account in terms of the economic climate, the political climate. We look at the area. Crew has been very, very busy over the last year in terms of preparing for Article 4. And there's been less activity in Stoke. So we look at sort of the environment that we're in, and we try and set a theme for the year. And that theme could be either, you know, sort of better customer service. A theme could be better marketing or more tech or working closer with with renters. So we decide on, on the theme and then we start to look at, okay, fine, you know, what sort of targets, what do we want to achieve by the end of the year? You know, pick up on what the things that didn't go according to plan. Do we want to carry that forward in, into the new year, do a better job? Or was it just redundant? Was it a bad idea in the first place? And then we just start to sketch things out. So we start wide and then we narrow things in as we move forward. We have a little bit of a template that we we work with that seems to work for us. But I, I say for newbies who only have three or four properties or a small portfolio, a plan or a roadmap, it's okay for it to be a one-pager. You know, one page, A4 bullet points, that's fine. We have something that goes on a little bit longer than that. But the most important thing, it's your plan. It's not anybody else's plan. It's your plan so you can refer to in terms of what was I thinking at the beginning of the year? What did I intend to do? So, you know, sort of after Q1 or half through the year, if you feel that you're flailing or you're not too sure what's happening, you go back, look at your plan and you say, okay, well, this is what I plan to do right at the beginning of the year. Why have I gone off course? What's changed? What needs to happen to get me back on course? And that's the whole idea of the plan or the roadmap, just to give you some focus. So that's what we normally kick off with at the beginning of the year. Uh, Amanda, I mean, you're a big part of the process. Is there anything else that you think I should have mentioned or... Well, I think moving after, I mean, once we've worked through what, you know, what happened last year and then looking forward to next year, we always, always then conduct a SWOT analysis. And we would recommend that to most people, regardless of the size of your business in terms of, you know, what are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities and threats surrounding you? And then naturally you want to sort of harness your strengths and run with them and find ways to overcome or avoid the weaknesses um, and the threats. So for anybody listening, just to give a, a bit of a steer, you know, our strengths, for an example, might be that we are already existing property owners. We have an existing business already established. Opportunities could be, you know, a new strategy that's coming into the marketplace or, or a strategy that we're pivoting onto. So you're, you're working out here, what's all my strengths and what are my opportunities that I'm really going to run with? But it's also equally important to I try to identify areas of weakness in your in your business and threats. You know, weaknesses could be that you have a strategy that might be coming to an end, perhaps because of Article Four, or there might be some seasonality to your business. Threats could be competition, or it could be a whole bunch of different things that you have to be really cognizant of to make sure that you have a plan in place to avoid. So definitely, we you know go through the SWOT analysis, and that helps us then start to build around what we're going to do this year. Because I think with business plans, there's both what do you want to do right now, but also what do you want to do right now to set up what's going to happen in the future? So I think the SWOT just gives you a good feel for what you need to do right now. And I think just on that, I mean, I completely forgot about the SWOT, and that's probably one of the two most important things in our business planning process. So shame, shame, shame on me. But a lot of people don't like doing analysis, self-analysis, whether on themselves or on their business. I'm not too sure why, but my experience is people just hate that process. But it's just literally almost like journaling, having a conversation with yourself and say, you know, okay, what, what am I not great at? I wasn't great at 
pay my bills. I wasn't great at liaising with my agent. I wasn't great at finding tenants. I wasn't great at whatever it is that it is. And normally you can tell because those are all the things that went wrong that previous year. And that's why that year in review is really quite important. One of the things, just to add to what Amanda said, is this area of threats. Threats have become so, so important to really have a good think at what is the next phrase that's been very, very prevalent in the last couple of years. What's the next black swan event? What's the next thing that's probably going to sweep everybody away and threaten our, our livelihoods? And just have a little bit of think about that. And that could be right now, that could be increased interest rates. They talked about interest rates going from 0.1%, it's already gone up by 0.15 to 0.25%, to maybe 2% by the end of 2022. So what does that have in terms of increased payment, increased mortgage payments? If you're not on a fixed rate, what effect is that going to have on the business? So I think that SWOT analysis is so, so important in helping you to establish where you are, where the business is, and on the plus side, how do you play to your strengths and what potential opportunities there are? Because there are always opportunities. We tell everybody that we meet, you know, certainly for Stoke and crew, there are opportunities everywhere. It depends about being in the right place at the right time. It depends on your budget. It depends how quick you move. It depends how much work you're doing to go look for deals or your sourcing agents. But there's opportunities all over the place. And if you're looking to expand your portfolio, that's got to be a very, very key area but also with an eye on the threats. So you don't sort of think everything's going to be blue sky and sunshine and you miss out on, on some um, important changes that might be happening. Yeah, sure. And I think it, it gives you a good balance between the excitement, as you know, I'm quite excitable in terms of the year ahead and what you want to achieve versus the hurdles perhaps that are going to come along the way. So it gives quite a good balance there to move forward and actually start to put pen to paper on what it is that you want to achieve for the year. And I think the famous phrase that many of us have read in a number of different personal development books and the phrase that you first introduced to me, Paul, which was, you know, we underestimate what we will achieve, or should we, should I say, we overestimate what we will achieve in our first year, but we will underestimate what we will achieve across five or 10. So when we start to look at our goals, there's almost two different ways of, of looking at things in terms of what do we want to achieve in our business this year and what do we want to achieve over the next perhaps five or 10 and getting clarity as to what's important now and what's important for the future. So we have what we call domestic property and business goals, we really drill down in terms of the goals that we want to achieve in detail for 2022. And that might cover, you know, number of properties to be purchased, number of rooms to have under management in our management company, you know, plan applications for submission, new strategies that we're moving into, but it has a fair amount of detail. Anything to add there, Paul, in terms of, you know, actually setting the detail out for the year in terms of the, the goals and the plan? I think I mean, we, we probably have sort of two audiences we have those that have a bunch of properties where it requires a certain management on their part and we already have listeners who have probably one or two properties and if you have a couple of properties and you want to just manage those properties well that goal area is going to be smaller it's going to be the basics but the important basics in terms of how much income you want to generate the sort of occupancy that you'd want for that particular property be it a buy to let or be it a an HML or, or SA in terms of any improvements you want to make. Maybe you're, maybe you're going to extend the property. Maybe you're going to apply to, you know, to an extension or go up into the loft or something. So that depends on the size of the property. If you've got a larger portfolio, you're doing multiple things. When we started out, we started, we, we added activities. We were doing buy-to-lets. We were doing HMOs. We were doing sourcing. We were doing flips. We were doing lots of different things. And that's where that particular section becomes quite meaty if you're doing additional activities. So it, it certainly depends on your overall portfolio if you have no properties right now and you're thinking of investing in and buying your first property in stoke newcastle or crew 
then that's going to be quite a simple page. I'm going to buy my first property or my first two or three properties that might involve finding a sourcing agent. It might involve doing 20 viewings a month to, to get a feel, liaising with estate agents, letting agents, understanding the market. And, all, and all, all those, that level of detail should go in that particular area. Sure. And I think as you always say to me, Paul, that as we're going through our and um, pinning down our goals to achieve for the year, it's ultimately all about the numbers and the numbers will drive the activity. So if your goal is to buy your first property, then we would say, okay, what sort of price range are you looking to purchase to create what cash flow and to create what percentage of ROI? So the financial target then just keeps us very much on track in terms of exactly what it is that we need to do to hit that goal. So, or if it's to uh, maybe reduce some costs across your portfolio to increase your cash flow each month, how much do you want to reduce them by? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So pinning down the numbers linked to the goals, I think, is really quite important. Whether it's on a one page or sort of a twenty page, twenty page plan. Linked to that is one of the starting points in this process. If you're brand new to this and you've never done this before, is just to define who your customer is, your area, and your strategy. And whether if you have been in business or own property for a while, is that still working for you? In crew, a few years ago, post Brexit the target customer changed because there were less former Eastern Europeans coming across for work. So they were still coming, but not in the numbers previously. So so that's also a good starting point. And also more recently, there's been a change in uh, Article 4. A crew went from being, you can convert a house into an HMO anywhere to now you have to apply for planning in, in quite a broad area. So if your plan was to add three or four HMOs in 2022, that may well change because you now need to redefine your area where I can quickly develop and expand my HMO portfolio. So just defining that is is, is really is really important. And that might have implications on, on the strategy. Just switching a little bit, if you don't mind, Amanda, one of the other little things that we've found useful in terms of the planning process, and this is geared to people who have a portfolio or have a few properties, and they've been renting those properties for a while and probably still looking to expand, is our stop start continue model which is very very simple but very very powerful in, in in what it's able to deliver when you're doing this planning and that's what are we going to stop doing what's been a royal pain what's not worked what's hurt us what's cost us money what's been ineffective we thought it was a great idea at the time but what's been ineffective what are we going to start doing and that could be a brand new idea that could be as a result of stuff that hasn't worked. Maybe we used to do it two, three, four years ago. We stopped it because we got a little bit lazy or we outsourced it to somebody, but maybe we're going to take that back and do it ourselves. So what are we going to start doing? And then what's worked fine, you know, so we'll just continue down that road. And we just list those out and it gives a really good snapshot of your activity, your training activity or your, your, your business from which you can then make good decisions let's face it, that's what it's all about. When we go through the planning process, when we look back at the year, we want to pat ourselves in the back, on the back, so to speak, because we've made good decisions. Right at the beginning of the year, we probably tweak them as we've gone through the year according to circumstances. And we want to review that and say, look, we've managed to navigate through this. It was a tough year, but we managed to get through and achieve most of our goals that we set out. So the start continue model is, is, is a very good way of of doing that and just assessing where you are in terms of your activity. And I think once we've once we've started to pin down, we know what we want to achieve. We understand the financial impact on that and, and what financially we want to achieve for the year. We've gone through, as you rightly said, a stop start continue. A question I think then is good to ask yourself is 
who or what additional help or resources do I need to help me achieve my goals? And even if we are very much a sort of a solopreneur and out there achieving this on our own versus whether you're an established business owner with with a team, the question is always, what or who do I need to help me achieve my goals? So whether that is people and whether you need to look at bringing additional people in, whether you need to perhaps take on your first virtual assistant and get a small little bit of support with regards to some research for finding deals or some organizational support with regards to your business, or whether it's recruiting new staff. So certainly look at what people could I need to help me hit my achieve my goals. And one that I think everybody really should be looking at is what technology can I use to help propel me towards my goals? And that technology might just be some really useful new apps that you're going to use to help organize or move forward with your business. Or it might be some new software, or it might be a new system or something operationally that you're going to implement. The good question to ask is, you know, who or what resources do I need to bring into my business to help me move forward and propel me towards my goals yeah i i think that's great that whole resources and, and the most valuable resource is time so the way we allocate our time or our team's time is is always important a lot of people it's sort of them and maybe their partner or they're just doing it themselves a lot of people have a full-time job and property is something that they do on the side so they try and do as much as they can themselves or use the service of an agent but it's very, very important just to assess that, especially if you're looking to expand. Anybody that's looking to develop or expand their portfolio, that obviously includes finance. So ensuring that is going to be in place either from your own resources or angels or, or, or JV partners is, is definitely, definitely essential. And if you're going to expand into other areas and that's part of your plan, that's important. I remember, I mean, I remember in the early days, we had what we just called our plus one model. And that worked very, very well for us. And it was simple. We like simple strategies. So we were in, as I mentioned before, we were Vitalex, HMOs, flips, and sourcing. So sort of those four areas. And we just said every year we're going to add one to each of those areas. So we're going to do one more Vitalet, one more HMO, one more flip, and one more source deal per quarter. I think we measured the sources in terms of per quarter. And it just over three, four, five years, we carried on with that model and it worked very, very well. We worked on the basis if we did four deals, four by selects last year, we'll do five this year. If we did five source deals, we'll do six this year. We'll just add another one. So that's a nice, simple process for people who are looking just to keep it very, very simple and not exert too much resource or pressure on themselves going forward. I think something else to add as well, Paul, is if you remember when we did start to have quite a bit going on, we decided to implement sort of a 70-20-10 model, which I think is quite useful for the listeners in terms of what are you going to spend 70% of your time on, which generally would be your sort of core strategy or core income stream. What would you spend 20% of your time on, which would perhaps be your second strategy or second income stream? And then what would you spend your final 10% on? And often the 10% would be sort of the slightly bigger or wilder or more wacky ideas and things that you want to bring into the business or you want to do this year that can't, you know, you can't afford to spend 70% of your time on. It's those sort of new injection of new ideas and new things. So I think that can be quite useful if you do have a few different things going on to try to bring some focus because it's very easy at the beginning of the year to want to do everything. And the reality is to be successful, we do have to have quite a core focus in terms of what it is that we want to achieve. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I think in simple terms, uh, if, I, if I was to 
just summarize we've said quite a lot but it's you know where are you now where do you want to go and let's produce a little bit of plan just to show those first few steps and then the next few steps and then the next few steps over that particular year it's important to take a step by step process and use this planning document to assess where you are in relation to the plans that you set out at the beginning of the year so it's not a set it and forget it piece of paper this is something that you're going to take a look at on an ongoing basis maybe every month maybe every quarter and just see exactly where you are i think going forward depending on doesn't matter what size you are we have always taken the property business very very seriously for us it's the best investment out there i always remind people that the times 100 rich list comprises 13% of property based entrepreneurs and owners so we would definitely hope encourage people to treat it in a very serious way and that starts off with making a plan it doesn't have to be a sophisticated plan it can be a very very simple plan but it starts off with a plan if you follow their plan and do all the things that you set out in that particular year or over that period then everything should should definitely definitely work out and i think just in closing should we just mention about how we and perhaps our listeners might check back in on their plan because you say it's not a set it and forget it we set up the year with a q1 plan so we set the plan for 2022 and then we say right that's set what's our plan for q1 and then we're regularly checking in throughout the quarter to make sure we're achieving what we want to achieve in q1 and then we'll we'll naturally do that four times throughout the year just to break it down into more manageable chunks and then not to get to perhaps october or november and think oh my goodness we haven't even looked at this section of the business plan so that might be something that the listeners might want to take away in terms of chunking it down into four quarters and then naturally even from those four quarters chunking it down into what do we want to achieve every single month because that helps you then start to create what it is that you want to do paul always says to me great we've done the business plan but what are we doing tomorrow so second of january third of january fourth of january what are we doing right now to kick off the plan because i think that ultimately is the most important thing i think with every plan the plan's only as good as the action that you take so some people might prefer to check in on a weekly basis if they're that detailed they can check in on a weekly basis we go for a quarterly plan and having a formal meeting every month but having weekly catch-ups in terms of what the priorities are for that week but it's different for everybody but i think the most important thing you said there amanda was taking action the plan is just nothing without the action that you intend to take and making that first call viewing that first property calling that mortgage broker or speaking to who we need to speak to in, the, in if you're looking to start up in a particular area and everything starts with a plan everything starts with a plan so i think from that's all from my side anything else that we've missed that we might that our listeners might find useful do you think just two things that i want to add firstly if anybody is struggling to you know practically set out their plan and they just want a little bit of a framework then please do contact me either through instagram facebook or directly through our website and i'm happy to share with you just sort of a broad template for putting your business plan together so that's the first thing that's just a little something that we'd like to offer anyone who's listening the second thing is that as of 2022 we would like to talk to our podcast listeners a little bit more we'd like to hear from you guys in terms of what you want to hear on the podcast and what you think um, would be valuable what you think is valuable that we're sharing with you and start to create more of a two-way conversation so what i will be doing is on instagram and facebook each week more than likely on a thursday so stay tuned for um, an update on this is that we will 
set aside a little bit of time to answer your questions, anything property related, whether it's specific to Stoke Crew in Newcastle, or if it's just generic to property nationwide, you can send a direct message into my Instagram account or into my Facebook account. And we'll set aside some time just to respond to you. And the questions can be anything small, large, as long as they're property related. And we just want to help and guide and give back a little bit. So just listen out for how we're going to release that more than likely every Thursday. And if you're struggling a little bit on your business planning, again, reach out and we can share with you just a bit of a broad PowerPoint template to get you started. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right. So I think that's uh, enough for our first episode of the year on goal setting. We hope everyone um, sets out to have a fantastic year ahead. Look out for the next episodes coming up in February and stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, please hit subscribe and share with those who you think would enjoy it too. To get in touch with Paul and Amanda directly, please visit their website www.essentialpropertyoptions.co.uk for more information. We look forward to sharing with you on the next episode.